Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Called Bank Sports. The Utah Jazz dropped a close one last night to the Los Angeles Clippers, and we've just got a few more games before we hit the All-Star break. So we're going to take a look back at these Clippers games and then take a look forward and see where we project the Jazz to to finish right before um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and hopefully Mike Conley head to Atlanta. Yeah, it, and the games versus, versus the Clippers, I'm really glad they happened, and I'm... I'm not terribly upset that the Jazz dropped that close one last night because I feel like it taught us a lot about the Jazz and the Clippers kind of opened up a Jazz weakness, but it also showed a lot of the Jazz strengths even when they're playing with the weakness. Um, So I I thought that was an awesome game. It was kind of a weird one with like half of the Clippers roster coming back from injury and Mike Conley also coming back. But uh, if, if you didn't watch the game, at least go back and watch the highlights and I think that was an important game and that might be a, a even like a point where the Jazz can improve further off of that game for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, they did absolutely expose the Jazz just showing um, when you close out on the three-point shooters and you're able to keep them from passing while doing it just because of the length and athleticism the Clippers have that it makes it really hard for the Jazz to run the blender around the three-point line like they do. And to kick and for Rudy Gobert to kick it to shooters at to kick it out to shooters when he's inside. And the real question is, is what other teams can actually take advantage of that and can actually um, guard the jazz like that? And I think the only other team is the Los Angeles Lakers. No, there's no other squad that I can think of in the NBA that just has that much length and athleticism other than the Lakers. So those LA teams are definitely built to just be a, be capable of playing tremendous defense against the jazz. And yeah, that's, those are the two toughest <laughs> teams because likely those are going to be the team standing in between the jazz and, and a finals appearance. But at the, at the same time, I think them like the jazz going through this right now, seeing like how the Clippers force them into playing ISO ball, force them uh, into a slightly lower shooting percentage than we'd expect from the jazz and and like and the jazz doing this off of relatively no prep for playing these two star players and conley back into the lineup i'm expecting that now the jazz kind of have some tape so that when they go into these series either against the clippers or lakers then they kind of know what to expect they can do some planning and that way they might have a little bit of an advantage on game one than they otherwise would have if they, if this game was like first one where Paul George, Kawhi Leonard was out and they just blew out the Clippers again. And this is why um, getting the number one seed is just so vital to the Jazz wanting to make it to um, at least the Western Conference Finals. It is definitely, if they get the one seed, I feel like they have locked in that trip because you don't want to have to play the Clippers and the Lakers in back-to-back series. But if you get that one seed, barring an absolute implosion from the Clippers or from the Lakers at some point from here on to the end of, from here to the end of the season, they're going to be the two, three seed and they're going to have to duke it out in LA before coming to Utah. So if you get them right after they just fought in what's going to be a six, seven game series, that'll definitely make it a lot easier for the Utah jazz to, um, to take out a weekend LA team. And while, yeah, 
the Jazz will probably end up having to play the Nuggets or the Suns or Trailblazers, one of those three, in the second round, who are all absolutely insane teams. I'd much rather play any of those teams um, than than have to play the an, an LA team in the second round. Yeah, 100%. Until, the, yeah. of course, the Nuggets end up taking the um, Rockets spot and knock the Jazz <laughs> out of the playoffs two years in a row. And now they're the ones who are absolutely on our back and we just can't get rid of. N- Nuggets are an eighth seed. Nuggets oh. win the final the championship this year. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, you know, with the Jazz's luck after last year, it feels like that. But no, I think I think the Jazz um, got exposed a bit by the Nuggets, but that there was a lot of luck on the Nuggets side. And the Clippers definitely did a lot. That's the first game I've really felt like and completely exposed as a Jazz fan. But the Jazz kept play, playing with heart. And that was what was super special to see. Like, yeah, in the second quarter, they looked dejected and the, it was not going well for the bench. But then Donovan um, got a couple of quick shots off towards the end of the second quarter. All of a sudden, the Jazz go from being down 14 or 15 points to going into the break down eight, um, which you were down eight at the end of the first. So uh, t- having putting up the same number of points as the Clippers in the second quarter is definitely a positive step and to be able to win the third quarter would have liked to see the jazz um play a bit better in the fourth quarter but the lakers are the clippers are a really good team and sometimes you're going to lose to really good teams even if you're a really good team so i there was a bit of cause for concern in this game but overall i don't think the jazz should be pulling the fire alarm or like what do we need to do to trade for someone because that just I don't see any benefits like the Jazz still have a great team even what ha- even after what happened last night. Mm-hmm. And and before we hop into like the rest of the schedule that has been released for the Jazz, the Jazz have six more games before there's an all-star break and we're not really sure how that's all going down. The NBA hasn't announced everything yet, but we'll talk about those. But I'm curious to hear what you have to say about. So let's say. Uh, Jazz are one seed, Lakers are two seed, Clippers are three seed. It kind of goes how we expect it. Who would you rather see in the conference finals? Would you rather face the Lakers or the Clippers at this point? Uh, And assuming everyone's healthy on all teams. Assuming everyone's healthy on all teams. I'll have to see how we do against the Lakers this Wednesday. I feel like against the Lakers, one thing that we're able to do, and I mean, this is what I'm really intrigued to see who the jazz start against the Lakers, right? Because obviously you're starting Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert, right? And the ideal situation would be able to leave Gobert um, in the center and funnel players to him like you do typically. But the question is then who's guarding Anthony Davis. And so I would personally want to see um, Derek favors out there guarding Anthony Davis. So then you have, Derek favors on Anthony Davis. You have Gobert in the middle. Um, you have Donovan and Mike Conley who are smaller guards, but can guard Schroeder and match up with someone else. Then the question is you have four of your five starters. Who's guarding LeBron. So do you bring out Bojan to guard LeBron, which I would say is a no, go. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did do a lot better last night than he did on Wednesday night against the Clippers. He improved significantly, but Bojan would get absolutely exposed. But that's the best piece you can bring out for the offensive side. Um, Clarkson is sixth man. He's not coming in. 
And so my thought would be, be that you bring out Royce O'Neal to guard LeBron. The problem is then you only have two ball, you only have one pure ball handler on the court in Conley, Donovan, who's been very capable. You have Royce, who is has been really good offensively, but stands in the corner. Then Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert, who have had challenges offensively. So the real question is, do you have enough offensive power with that lineup um, to be able to put up points? But I think that that lineup is good enough defensively to shut down the Lakers. So mm-hmm. I feel like defensively we can we can match up better against the Lakers. My real question is, if we try to match up defensively that way, how will the offense turn out? Since I feel like um, whenever Gobert gets pulled away from the basket, it um, hurts the Jazz on points in the paint because everyone else goes into the paint. So I really want to see Gobert stay in the paint, which involves you bringing in the Wasatch front in Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors. So I think the Jazz can match up defensively a bit better against the Lakers, but I'm not sure if they can then have the offensive firepower necessary. I think the Jazz might actually match up better against the Lakers, but I I can't say for certain until we watch this Wednesday's game. And even then possibly until the second or third game against the Lakers, just with like the learning curve that is going to be playing LeBron James in this squad. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a pick your poison situation because they're both great teams. I I do think the jazz matched better against the Lakers. And I I would even put in like just the regular starting lineup against the Lakers. Let Anthony Davis shoot threes if he wants and have Gobert in the center. And then just like put, um, Bojan on Mark Gasol because they're not going to put a ton of offense on Mark Gasol. He's just going to stand in the corner for most of the game, and then yeah, Bojan can just stand there next to him. And so, I guess I did just realize, and we can continue talking about Anthony Davis that he's mm-hmm. out until at least the All Star break. So we're yeah. not even going to have those answers this upcoming until Wednesday playoffs potentially, or uh, we'll, we'll I, have at least one more game, if not two more games, against hope, them in the second hopefully, half. But and, it, and hopefully, everyone's healthy. Yeah, since I don't want to be playing the Lakers first time full strength in the playoffs. I just, um, I mean, I'd love having the tiebreak against them. Like, not going to lie there. Obviously, I'm not hoping for people to be injured. But I don't want to have to try to make adjustments since we saw a couple years ago when the Jazz played the Rockets in the um, in the West in their first series where they tried to make adjustments on J- James Harden. Um, like, beginning in the playoff series. And while it started working towards the end and had a couple shots went different ways, the Jazz might have taken that to six or seven games. It didn't work in the first couple games, and that really hurt the Jazz. Mm-hmm. So don't want to have to try those to make were ugly couple games as well. Yeah, they were. Um, but yeah, with when it comes to the LA teams, I agree. Like If we don't play the Lakers full strength, it's tough to tell. But from so far what I've seen, I do think the Jazz match up better overall against the Lakers. Lakers have a much weaker bench than the Clippers, even though they do have some nice pieces. And so I think the Jazz bench has that. One concern is both like Lakers have Montrez Harrell, which that means Derek Favors has to play a lot more minutes than he normally does when because Montrez will have a lot of minutes there. And and he's probably the only one who matches up well against him. Yeah. But but I think with the benches and with the Clippers having multiple wing threats and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and the Jazz not really having multiple great wing defenders, I'd almost rather see the Lakers at this point, but 
I hope I hope the Lakers don't prove me wrong on Wednesday. <laughs> and the real question is, like, since if the Jazz face up better with the Lakers, I mean, who do the Lakers face up better? I mean, who faces who's the better um, matchup in the Lakers um, Clippers series? So that's what I think is going to be super intriguing, just to see how these top three teams shake out. Since it could honestly, I feel like, end up being a rock paper scissors type thing, where the Jazz are better against the Lakers, the Lakers are better against the Clippers, and the Clippers are better <laughs> against the Jazz. Just where it's like this weird kind of there's not a definite hierarchy in the West, and wow. So- so statistically, as long as you're the first seed, you have the best chance because if you have, if you're scissors and then you have to play paper, but then you know in the next round you're playing rock, then it's game over. Yeah, no, I, I do really feel like that's why the one seed is so important because, I mean, let's say the Jazz are scissors, rock and paper are playing in the um, are <laughs> are playing in the um in the semifinals and then yeah all of a sudden you get a beat up piece of paper that's really easy to cut through (laughs) versus and then even vice versa let's say the jazz end up getting rock hopefully paper was able to beat up rock pretty nice and then maybe you can (laughs) so i mean there's our horrendous rock paper scissors analogy for the week i don't know if we'll ever have a second one of those but i that we should write a book about that that's like thesis statement right there (laughs) yes yes that's what i'll write my (laughs) yeah so I, I really like am excited to see what goes on this Wednesday. Would love to see it with with Davis. Obviously, probably not gonna happen. But then again, I was like pretty confident we weren't gonna see Paul George against the Clippers. But I think this one is like a lot more set in stone than Paul George mm-hmm. was this week. Yeah, and, and it's a toe injury versus an Achilles. So yeah, I, I'd much rather re-injure a toe because you know oh, I re-injured my toe. I'm out for another week and a half. Yeah. Oh well. And well, from the Jazz perspective, it's like oh, we want the one seed because we want them to beat up on each other. From a Lakers perspective, I mean, LeBron James is just going to play who's ever in front of him, and he's going to do amazing. Yeah. So the one seed doesn't really matter for him as much because he's just that good. Do I think the one seed would help them a lot? Yeah, but chances are you're going to either end, they would have ended up playing the Jazz and Clippers once anyway, just depending on how things go. And so it's going to work out that way or it's not going to work out that way. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, I have to wonder, I, I think with the injuries going on for both those teams, it's going to be tough for them to fight for a one. So as long as the Jazz keep it up, um, it's not it's not a lock because it's still only like two game difference, but they they have what it takes to hold on. Yeah. But but in order for that to happen, they need to finish out the rest of their schedule strong. Good news is, I feel like there's four games that should be pretty like set in. wins. Yeah. And two games that I definitely think they can win because. Like the cool thing with this Jazz team is you look at any team ahead and you're just like, yeah, they have a really good chance of beating this team. And that team's the Lakers or the 76ers or like another one of the top tier teams in the league. So definitely um, the hardest part, um, obviously Charlotte this Monday, I think that game is going to be locked in when I'm, I mean, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are both want to get to want to kick um, Gordon Hayward's trash. And so I think the Jazz are going to dominate and Let's be realistic here. Donovan Mitchell should be more thankful to Gordon Hayward than anything else. Because if Gordon Hayward stays, like Donovan's probably not seeing those minutes his his rookie year and he's not where he is today. But 
I'm sure there's there's definitely bad blood or at least a desire to win from Rudy Gobert on that um, in that matchup. So Charlotte's going to be a win. Miami Orlando. The scariest part about that is that it's going to be is that it's a back to back. So not too far of a flight after the Miami game to get to the to get to Orlando, but. It, we are ending on a ro- on a four game road stretch with a ba- with um a back to back. So, is are there really any trap games on that other than maybe the Seventy Sixers just being a really good team? Or what are you, what's your thought on those last four games heading into the break? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, well, jumping back to Charlotte a little bit. Okay. We 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 don't need to go into the Lakers. We already spent a lot of time on them. And yeah. We'll see what happens. Like we, we spent a lot of time on this channel about them. So the Char- Charlotte game, I agree, it should be a lock win. What I'm going to be watching for, though, is how well Mike Conley does and how well he fits back into the lineup. Um, yeah. Because I feel like that might, I think the Jazz will win no matter what, but it might be a lot closer than some Jazz fans want to see, and they might be freaking out. And that's probably because the Jazz are kind of getting the rust off of having Mike Conley back in the lineup, which... I hope that happens. I hope we see more of that rust in that game because if they get that in that game, that means it's not going to carry over to other games nearly as much, I believe. Definitely. And they'll have the tape to learn from. But then you, um, I'll skip over the Lakers. We'll, we've talked about them a ton, and that's just one that I'm excited to see and see what happens. Um, the, uh, my, just one comment quickly on yeah. the Mike Conley rust. I mean, yeah, like... But I let, let's look at him last night. He was five four eleven from the field, so just over, just under fifty percent, which is league av- which is league average is about forty six, and he was at like forty four. He was forty percent from three on two of five shooting, made all of his free throws. What he didn't have was any assists last night, and mm-hmm. that was obviously something we talked about. The Clippers doing a great job of stopping, but he had sixteen points last night. So not his well, best game of the year, but definitely not a super rusty game. Well, I'm not even concerned about Mike Conley being rusty. Oh, I'm concerned okay. about the lineups working with him in there. Okay, okay, so that makes more sense. Like making since I mean he didn't have any assists, so making sure that everything's still flowing with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that makes a lot of sense. And, so hopefully, yeah. the Hornets are a perfect team to test that against because it's not like the Hornets are a bunch of scrubs. They have some decent talent. Yeah, but they also like they're all at least on the offensive end, so the Jazz can like do their thing on defense and then offense they can experiment because Charlotte's defense is pretty awful to be honest. No, that, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It is a really good matchup. And I feel like that's kind of why sliding him in. I, I think we would have lost last night without him. Like, I don't think that he by any means hurt the jazz being on the floor. So sliding him in last night and then mm-hmm. having the Charlotte game. So a couple games for him to get back into it and get back into it with the team before they play Los Angeles, before they play the Lakers is just a really good setup. And um, whether or not it was intentionally done, just good timing for the jazz. Yeah. And, and we talked about this. I I can't really say off air because it wasn't live, but after our (laughs) recording uh, and, and that's kind of what we talked about. We were like, okay, let's hope Mike Conley either comes back limited minutes, the second Clippers game or, or just comes back full strength, the Charlotte game. And that's pretty much exactly what happened except for he had more minutes in that Clippers game but let's jump to Miami Orlando New Orleans and Philly I I agree that so Philadelphia I'm I'm assuming Embiid is going to be back 
Uh, and that that was one thing that the Jazz didn't have to face against Philadelphia. And so that could be... I still think the Jazz would have won that game. It would have been much different. Ben Simmons wouldn't have gone off. Yeah, he wouldn't uh, have. So that's the most interesting game. If if the Jazz can beat the Lakers, though, like I would not be concerned at all if Embiid and Ben Simmons are both healthy and they just come back and, and they have a fire and they want to beat the Jazz. And the Jazz yeah. lose, I wouldn't be concerned at all. Especially since if you look at their schedule... You have a back-to-back in Florida, then you have a day in between your game with New Orleans, and then you have a day in between where you have to fly from New Orleans up to Philadelphia. And so it's a pretty tight schedule. Um, Orlando is the is really the only pushover team where I'd say like the Jazz could like sleepwalk through that game and still win. Because even though Miami and New Orleans, they don't have great records, I still think they have talent. And if if you're... If you sleep on them, then they can beat you. So definitely. So yeah. it's nice that Orlando is the back end of the back to back. I still think the Jazz could win out until the end of the schedule, but I, if they do lose, I want it to be the last one against Philly. And if they can win those next five, get another, get a decent winning streak going, then uh, I, I think that would keep the energy up after a loss because I feel like. With these winning streaks, like fans get so into them, and then when they lose, like a lot of the energy is deflated. So I want to see another at least okay winning streak before All Star break. I agree. I think worst case scenario, we lose two games of these last six, which wouldn't be horrendous because I mean, when you look at it, it's been players need the All Star break. I mean, they're they are physically exhausted, and yeah, the Jazz get um, today off and Sunday off, but then. You play Monday and you don't you have a game a day in between every game except for between when you have the back to back. So Philly's gonna be a hard game um on the end of the four game road trip. Players really just wanting to be ready and go on vacation wherever they're headed off to. So do I um th- so Philly's gonna be a scary game, but other than that, like the Lakers are gonna be hard, but the Jazz should win those other four. Even though um, Miami and New Orleans are good, I'm not going to discount them at all. And when you're able, if you're able to go into the break, let me just double check and make sure I'm saying the exact right record for the Utah Jazz. If you're able to go into the break 28 and um, 8, that's just so much better than you expected, especially when you look at that and you say, man, we started 4 and 4, and then we went 20 and 4 to end to like, to end, to end the first half of the season. That's impressive, and I don't care who you are, even if the Jazz drop games against the two better teams to end it out. The Jazz have shown that they're for real, in large part because they're blowing out the teams that they should blow out, and that's something that the Utah Jazz have not really done in the past. They might have beat them, but they haven't necessarily blown them out. So I'm super happy with where we're at right now, and I really just foresee the Jazz like going into the break and me still being really happy with it. Yeah, and not only is like the performance of the Jazz, but what they've proved to us that they can really match up really well with every team. Like you talked about it, the only teams that we can really think of that is a tough matchup is are unfortunately both in the West, but we've we both believe that they can win games against those against both the LA teams. And looking in the East, like I don't like this. I feel like we'll Celtics. Mo- Celtics is a really good matchup there. Philly's yeah. a really good matchup. 
but I almost favor the Jazz, even though they don't have as much like big name superstar power. Uh, that's just how they play. The Jazz just have, I mean, the Jazz's fourth, fifth, and sixth options are better than Philly's or Bo- maybe not Boston's, but are definitely better than Philly's fourth, fifth, and sixth options. The, Prob- I mean, yeah. When your third option is is Steph is Seth Curry, not Steph Curry. If your third option is Seth Curry, then man. But if you're, but when your third option is Seth Curry, like he's amazing and he's one of the best three point shooters in the league. But you don't want him to be your third option. So yeah, the, and and the weird he, thing with the, with Philly is that like Tobias Harris, he should be the third option, but he's like just not consistent enough for him. Like you don't know if one night he's the third or one night he's the fifth or sixth. So yeah. It's just kind and, of a weird thing there. And we'll get to see the Nets because the Nets is gonna are going to be a really interesting interesting matchup because, well, offensively, it scares me. Even though they have the length necessary to beat the Jazz on the defensive end, they don't. They only play 24 minutes, and that's on the offensive end. And then they just relax the other 24 minutes on the defensive end. So while they're physically capable of defending the Jazz, like as a team, they don't play defense. So I'll be super interested to see that matchup in the second half of the season. And hope I'm hopeful that we get to see them play Kyrie, Kevin, and um James. That mm-hmm. we that they're not uh, benching one or two of them that game. That would be a really fun game. I agree. Like, because uh, on both ends, both teams have great offensive power, firepower. I think the Nets obviously have better. Um, but then defensively, that. That will be fun to see how the Jazz react when you have three incredible wing scorers. And that's probably the Jazz' biggest weakness is incredible wing defense. Yeah. Uh, but if if they can set it up right and like set up their funnel right where they're just funneling people and stop any like rollers or cutters, if they can prevent that, then it's just going to be like Kevin Durant versus Rudy Gobert or Kyrie Irving versus Rudy Gobert. And we'll, we'll see yeah. how that matchup works. Well... No, I'm super excited for the second half of the season and hopefully we get the schedule out here soon. So thank you guys so much for tuning in Um, today. Please leave a like and subscribe if you haven't. We're shooting to get to 500 subs by the All-Star break. So if you can help us hit that goal, that would be awesome. And if you want to let us know in the comments what game you're most excited for, yeah, I mean, you can do choose the Lakers game, but what game you're most excited for in, in the rest of the season, even if it's not on the schedule yet and why. So thanks again for tuning in and go Jazz.